Hey, wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop fucking culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you can shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticking Fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang, Luna Lynn, as they bring you the Fucking Indie Cats, exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Zach Romero, both here with you. Zach, how are you doing today, buddy? I am doing wonderful, Chad. Thank you so much for asking. How are you? Excellent, sir. I am, I am super, super soaked right now because uh, we have a guest on this week and one that I am uh, beyond excited to to get to talk to and get to know a little bit better. And uh, I even have a fun story about the first time I got to see this gentleman in person. Uh, so oh. we'll probably talk about that in a little bit as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the line with us, and by the way, how often do we get to say this? Uh, one third of the ROH, six man tag team champions of the world. Uh, the man who runs uh, Shane, Taylor, Shane Taylor promotion. Shane Taylor is on the line with us. Shane, welcome to the IndyCast. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it, man. Uh, so, uh, Shane, we start every episode the same way we ask. Uh, we do what's called the lightning round. Uh, right. That is to get rid of some of those really dumb podcast questions you get all the time when you uh, when you call right. into a, when you have to do a podcast to get them right out of the way. Uh, and then usually we fall off the rails by about question two. Uh, so, I was going to say we we get in our own way on this, but nevertheless. Yeah, I, no, I purposely go to get in my own way. I love it. So uh, so let's get the dumb one out of the way right away, the one you hear everywhere. Who trained you and when did you debut? Uh, Ray Rowe and Jerry Myers, a.k.a. J-Rock, uh, 2007, Cleveland, Ohio. There you go. Uh, what is your first wrestling memory? My first wrestling memory is my dad taking me to the Ridgefield Coliseum to see Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado versus the Warlord, it went to a double count out and everybody in the building started throwing every hot dog, drink and popcorn thing that they had. It was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was nuts. Texas tornado, no less too. Nice. Yeah. Love it. It's called building drama. That's called That's right. building drama. <laughs> uh, question number three in the lightning round. What is the last movie that made you cry? The last movie that made me cry? Yes, sir. I told you I fall off the rails quick. No, no. <laughs> Watching Moana with my daughter, uh, the the scene where her grandmother dies, yeah, and and when it when when she dies, the island goes dark, and mm -hmm. the the uh, stingray lights up through the water. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that, to me, and and honestly, I probably wouldn't have cried before I had kids, but something happens to you as a man after you have kids, and then all yes. of a sudden everything you're just sitting there like it's it's ridiculous but that was the last one that made me cry no i have a six-year-old and 11-year-old an daughter here at home so yeah oh, anything with with dads and daughters yeah i'm tearing up immediately and that, <laughs> that scene in particular like, he was like what the what, what is wrong with me it's yeah so like it's yeah it was uh, it was rough or if you're like me let me ask you real quick the slightly often but uh first 10 minutes of up get you to no 
no, okay. No, listen, like I was composed, you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I felt it, you know what I'm saying? Don't I'm not heartless, right. but I but I held it to, but I held it in, you know what I'm saying? I was like, no, nah, we good, we good. But yeah, but yeah, the the that scene in Moana, bro, that every time yeah. is just like <sighs> absolutely so. Uh, question four in the lightning round. What is the best concert you have ever personally attended? Best concert I've ever attended. Uh, I went to a Bone Thugs concert when they were in Cleveland years ago. But just the energy in the building and how much love the city had for them and just mm-hmm. how 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 great the vibe was knowing that these are our guys in our city was just dope. I got to see them in DC. They were actually they were wonderful. It's a great concert. Um, oh, yeah. But the funny part is their opening act was this group Twisted. I don't know if you've ever heard of Twisted at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they're famous for normally their concert have mosh pits, um, and Bone Thugs mm-hmm. don't necessarily have mosh pits. So when right. the pit started up for Twisted, it was really funny to watch like some of the Bone Thugs audience like scatter because they didn't know what the hell to do. Um, I still remember oh, yeah. that to this day. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, side note side note i because again um ray Rowe is my guy i got introduced to that hardcore scene in cleveland and i got introduced to the pits and all that stuff and it was just like okay like once i went to a few shows i was like all right man if y'all want to play around let's do this you know what i'm saying (laughs) and you'd be amazed at how like when the bigger dudes go in there just how much room there is on the floor yeah exactly Yeah, you and you and Ray Rowe in there at the same time. That's a scary, oh, that's yeah. a scary visual oh, yeah. right there. People just start parting like the Red Sea, yeah. like eh, nah. Uh, question number five, last one of the lightning round, and the big one here: Marvel or DC, and why? Uh, Marvel only because it's more recognizable to me, and it's uh, it's something that a lot of my folks relate to. So that's what they talk about the most i've never been a huge comic book guy one way or the other so they like those the most so that's what we talk about so so i'll go with marvel that way okay interesting okay do you have a favorite marvel movie since i get you go more the mcu it sounds like than the comics uh i like the thors the the thors are funny okay um the avengers was good i i like the fact that hulk just got punked out in like the first scene Right, uh, you know what I mean. He's supposed to be that dude, and just got touched one time. Was just like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, that's good storytelling, though. I mean, because now that that, that, you, that dude, yeah, you took you took uh, the villain and immediately gave him, uh, you know, a leg to stand on by going like, oh, this was the strongest guy for all of these movies, and he just got completely just done with in the opening set. It's like, oh Jesus, this guy. Thanos is nothing to fuck around with. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole a whole plane full of gods and heroes smashed to bits. And then he just plunks out Hulk in the first 30 seconds of the movie. You're like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. All right. <laughs> let's, let's go on this ride. Excellent. So Shane, I want to talk a little bit about your backstory. Actually, while we were doing some research, we came across an article uh, from actually down here in Florida, uh, in the Orlando uh, Orlando Sentinel. Um, as I think it was just before a uh, paper. I think one of ROH's pay per views, if I remember correctly. Um, and I was really drawn in by 
your backstory. And I found that very interesting of like where you came from to get where you're at and how much you've how much you've been through and i found that very interesting like like in the article you talk about how you weren't allowed to you couldn't sit on your couch in the evenings because right. there was a concern about stray bullets and the like happening on that one so um and your dad being a, a former drug dealer who basically talked to you about hey i can either show you that this game or you can break the cycle and get yourself out of it tell tell us just a little bit about like to having that be part of your life and to to clarify, and I think they misprinted. I never said he was a drug dealer. Um, okay. Uh, he's he's done things he's not proud of. You know what I mean? So okay. a lot of that is referring to just things in that life in general, not necessarily that part of it. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, my dad and my uncles actually used to fight the drug the drug dealers on the corner. Is what it was. Um, and because they would kick them off our corner and because they were disrupting their money, they would then show their uh, frustration with them by shooting up our house like once a week. So um, with my dad working as much as he did, with it really just being my mom and us at home, that was kind of just the general rule was if you were going to be in the house, you were going to be upstairs or if you, because we had the Super Nintendo that we wanted to play, but that was hooked up downstairs. If you were going to play that, you had to be on the floor, um, because he didn't want to have to take the chance, and I don't blame him, of getting that call at work that one of us got hit or my mom got hit or something like 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 that. Because if anybody knows my dad, that's a big problem for a lot of people. Mm. And well, I, know that's, I know that's probably shocking to some people, you know what I mean? But this was yeah. something that was normal to us, right? And it wasn't until I um, sort of like left Cleveland, went to college and started talking to other people about how they grew up and, you know, telling these stories. And they're looking at me like, you know, I'm speaking Spanish or, you know what I mean? And I'm like, y'all didn't have to deal with that. And they're like, no, yeah. <laughs> not at all. You know what I mean? But... It's Cleveland, man. Built different out here. <laughs> I just I like how that's just the explanation, though. That's just Cleveland. That's how it goes. So. I mean, if if you're from Cleveland, you get it. You know what I mean? Like that's right. that's why we say things like you're either from Cleveland or you're not, because if you're not from there, you're not gonna understand. You know what I mean? Like just like or or any city really that's that kind of has that rep. Like a lot of people throw out. Chicago or Compton or, or or LA like if you're not from those places it's very hard to talk about what people should or shouldn't do or question morality or anything else like that because it, it's a different world you're you're talking about survival instincts right so the the people that I see that aren't from those areas that usually have the most to say about what people should and shouldn't be doing I always ask them this question and I go, listen, we, we all can agree crime is wrong, right? We all can agree murder is wrong, right? Okay, it's a crime, you shouldn't do it. Now, someone breaks into your house and is about to hurt you and or your family, what do you do? Right, no, I'm- They're honest. Someone's coming there, after my no, kids, I'm coming, I'm coming for a bath, yeah, no, no it's- question, right? Yeah. There's no question what happens next, right? Whoever walked in decided 
that was the last day they wanted to spend on Earth. And <laughs> you know what I mean? They they clearly made that choice. So we all can agree that something can be wrong, but put in a particular situation, you do what you have to do to protect your people and survive. So the way I see the world is a little different than how other people see it. Um, and, and so if, if you're not from a place like that, where you're thinking like, like that, then it, it's very hard to explain to people who never had to be in that situation. Right. So now my question is, with that upbringing, with, like you said, you you have a different way of seeing things, different way of thinking about things. How does that play into you training, getting into wrestling? What skills, what elements did, came with you? Like, what what did you bring into wrestling with you? Because, like you said, you've got a different way of looking at things and thinking about things than maybe, you know, people who didn't grow up in Cleveland. Honestly, man, life on the street and wrestling aren't that much different other than the potential of going to jail, right? So okay, there are, in anything you do, there's going to be people that have your back. There's going to be people who are against you. There's going to be people who are mad that you're on the come up. There's going to be people that are hoping that, you know what I mean, that you have a downfall. There's going to be people that are trying to set, set you up, people that want to see you fail. And for me, I've been able to take the lessons that I learned there and apply them directly to wrestling. I can break people down just by seeing them, right? I I can read people's body language, read their energy, read them and understand exactly what their motives are. You know what I mean? So I'm able to distance myself from a lot of BS automatically because I see, you know, envy in people or I see jealousy or I see hate or or I see, you know, that they need or want some some something from me like I can pick up on all those things, right? So a lot of those lessons that I learned help me in this because it allows me to um, avoid a lot of the landmines that a lot of people hit. So I just skip right over them because I see them from a mile away. Hmm. So um, for me and my guys, that's that's exactly what I try to do with them. And coming from where they come from, they they already have their own lessons and they see the same thing. That's why we work so well as a unit because we're all self-motivated, but we all push each other and we all see those same things. We all see those same people. We all see the same situations. So we're able to kind of move as one through this crazy world um, and continue to be successful, continue to grow the brand, even though people, you know, there's a lot of people that want to see us be su successful. As far as the fans go, there's a lot of people who don't want us to be successful in other avenues of this, you know, of this game. So we're able to continue to just do what we do and uh, lean on each other and make it work. Excellent. Very nice. And it's very interesting. You kind of started to already go into a question I was going to ask anyway, is that, you know, does that follow, follow into starting up Shane Taylor promotions and where you, where you've gotten so far. And yeah, definitely sounds like, with the background that you have moving in and using, you know, being able to dodge some of those landmines makes a lot of difference in what you guys are doing from here, because let's be honest, Shane Taylor promotions has been in, has been part of ring of honor and been active for how long now? It doesn't feel like it's been super long. It's been a couple, couple years now. Yeah. Go going on maybe a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Um, so. But that, I mean, but that's, that's essentially why it started though, too. Like I'll, I'll never forget. 
I heard this quote and it says, if, if, if you give someone the power to feed you, you've also given them the power to starve you, right? Mm. And for me, you do that on the street, you're dead, right? You're, you're gone. So nobody is going to believe in you. Nobody's going to push you. Nobody is going to um, work for you and work as hard for you as you will for yourself, right? So um, I saw how television champions were being presented prior to me. I saw the talent that was being brought, brought, brought in to wrestle them. I saw the hype. I saw the pageantry. I, I saw the marquees. I saw all these things that were, you know, becoming of the, you know, number one A and number one B, you know, title in the company. And yet somehow when I got it, all of those things stopped. Mm. And I, I took, you know, to, to quote Jordan in the last dance, you know, I took that personally. You know what I mean? So um, once I saw that, it was like, okay, me message received. If you don't want to do it for me, if you don't want to be on this ride, if you think that this is something that just, hey, you've, you, you've been doing good, so we want to reward you and forget about it. Nah, son, like I'm not that guy. I am not a bench player. I don't do well from the sideline. I lead from the front. That's that's who I am. So I decided um, that I'm going to promote myself. And that's exactly what Shane Taylor Promotions is. Uh, the uh, We are giving a platform and an opportunity and a voice to those who otherwise normally wouldn't have had it. Um, and now uh, with with the success that we've had, you know, all eyes are on us and people are listening now to the things that we have to say. Yeah. And you guys have definitely, even though even though you're not television champ anymore with the six-man title, you guys have definitely, at least in my opinion, from what I've seen from ROH, I feel like those titles have been elevated because they're around your guys' waist now. And there's just no two ways around it. Um, and I'd be shocked, especially we, um, for uh, you've got O'Shea Edwards on your on your team, obviously, as part of Shane Taylor Promotions, and he's been on the show before. And he's definitely somebody that we've looked at for a while now and go, why this person isn't you know, on more people's lips and being talked about made no sense to us. But now that he's with you, people are talking, people are talking about him because you leave them no choice, but to talk about you guys now. Um, but, and in all, in all, in all fairness to O'Shea, people were talking about him prior to getting with Shane Taylor promotions, right? Like oh, he's mm -hmm. an absolutely incredible performer and the similarities between the two of us, when we just sit down and we talk, are scary you know what i mean like you you almost think we're the same person right um so but that's why me and him click so well and him being uh, a year or so older i'm able to even get you know experiences from from him that i even that i haven't even gone through yet right so i'm getting to learn from him um the same way that he's getting to learn from me um so but with both of us together right and this is the thing when you get someone talented like that and you get a group of individuals like us who are talented, who are unapologetic, who are unafraid to speak their mind, who are unafraid to tell people exactly how they feel, when you get and you start talking to people in positions of power, that makes a lot of people very nervous, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people like that have never had to deal with people who are going to confront them face to face and and you know have this conversation so it makes them very nervous and especially when they're not people that 
are yes men or company men or people that can, you know, are just happy being that good old boy for you. Like, nah, son, like that's not how this works. That's not who we are. So a lot of people tend to kind of keep you at bay when you're somebody like that because you're going to disrupt everything that they've got going on and no one is going to allow you to change the rules of a game that they're winning right so um so that's kind of when i look at how things go that's the feeling that i get with o'shea like he's someone who's going to come in and disrupt your entire game plan right STP as a whole is a group that's going to come in and disrupt your entire game plan. Whatever you thought you were going to do, whoever you thought were going to be your stars, whoever you thought was going to be next up, nah, sit back, watch out, we got next. I I, I don't care if it's five years in or our first day, that's simply who we are. Uh, we don't play JV to anybody. We're varsity players, and we have no problem telling any and everybody that that's who we are. And if you want a, a kind of visual introduction to exactly what, what Shane's talking about here, um, I think it's pinned on your Twitter is that link to the Shane against the machine promo that you guys did, yep. which is absolutely wonderful. And you should go watch that one. What, what you're done listening to this, listen to us first, then go to that and listen to that. But it's, exactly. it's an Probably. absolutely, that, that's a beautiful, beautiful rundown of exactly what he's talking about there um, in visual form. And it's, it's absolutely like a beautiful, beautiful setup there. Um, now you've talked about like kind of where you guys are going and you guys aren't stepping back from everybody. There's a lot of talk lately about the, the infamous forbidden door. Uh, right. The forbidden doors have been getting kind of kicked open lately, um, mm -hmm. which is, a, I think, a, I personally think is a wonderful thing for wrestling. I'd be interested on your thoughts on the forbidden door being open in so many places now. And where would you like to see, because this is the case, where would you like to see Shane Taylor promotions, you know, kind of walk through that door to end up at? Is there anybody in particular, any place you'd love to see you guys be? Uh, we, we've always been individuals who go where the opportunity is, right? Um, there's a lot of people who say that they want to be diverse. They want to have, you know, all of these things to their credit. But when it comes down to execution, they're lacking. Right. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to, to actually doing those things, they're lacking. What a lot of people and a lot of companies don't understand is simply having black people on your roster is not good enough. Not in today's world. Simply having black people uh, there to fill quotas is not good enough anymore. Right. It, it, it doesn't fly. People want compelling stories. They want c compelling characters. They want them to be able to be successful that they want them to be able to have a platform and a chance to shine and show just how how unique and how talented and how uh, how 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 broad of a spectrum that we can hit you know so um if if you're not actively doing that with your african-american talent or your hispanic talent or anybody else uh people in today's world are going to pick up on that so um for us it's about continuing to be who we are no matter what stage it is right now that stage is ring of honor and i've gone on record as, as saying i believe ring of honor has the best roster top to bottom of any company in the world i believe the last year and a half to two two years you could line up match for match show for show 
and Ring of Honor beats everybody's ass. I believe that. Um, and right now, uh, and historically, a lot of the partnerships that Ring of Honor had in the long run didn't help Ring of Honor. So for me, if that door opens, cool. It is what it is. It'll be great for the fans. I'm sure it'll be great for some. But unless it helps Ring of Honor in the long run, I don't personally see the point. But mm. that's not to say that I'm against it or that, you know, I'm not open to the I, I idea. You know, there's trio champions everywhere from Japan to Mexico. A lot of people ain't doing nothing with these titles. They're just holding them. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, we are out here making the Ring of Honor World's six-man titles, you know, the most prestigious titles in the company because, like you said, we have them. So uh, people know that if they want to get in there with the baddest, they don't go see LFI. They don't go see Violence Unlimited. They don't go see the Foundation. They come see STP. If you want that breakout match, if you want that breakout performance, if you want the fight of the night, you come see us. So... um, that's what we're doing with these championships. And for us, we would love to do that with not only every trios championship out there, but, you know, individually, you know what I mean? We're, we're able to showcase all of our talents and in any capacity. So we're ready for whoever. Excellent. So kind of going to what you were mentioning previously about, you know, kind of shaking things up and, and coming in and, you know, doesn't matter who was allegedly in, next in line, you guys are going right. to take that spot. And uh, one thing we were kind of discussing, Chad and I, uh, earlier in the week was this concept of, I guess, judging talent and judging positioning in a company and whatnot. And so I guess the question is, in your opinion, can mm-hmm. someone who has never wrestled truly be a judge, a good judge on what a good wrestler is? I think anybody's judgment on what a good wrestler is, is going to be subjective to that person, regardless of experience in the ring or not. You're going to like the things that you like. They're going to dislike the styles that you dislike. That's simply how people are. Uh, You can acknowledge what works, right? So say something isn't your particular set of tea. Just for example, we'll use Danhausen, right? Who's a phenomenal performer. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, it's it's too over the top, but clearly it works. The man is selling crazy merch. He's on Conan O'Brien. He's doing all of this stuff. So who is anybody to say he's not a good wrestler when it's when it's working? Right. So, you know, it's it's one of those things to go. All of that is subjective. I think instead of trying to decide, you know, who's a good wrestler, people can just ask. Does it work or or does it not? If the answer is yes, leave it alone and shut up. If the answer is no, tweak it un- uh, uh, until it works. But if it's working, either enjoy it or move on to something else that you want to see. Good answer. Okay. Very nice. Uh, let me ask you, uh, We uh, we Zach and I always do trips through our guest social media. Yes. Uh, yep. So we can find some uh, different and interesting things on there. And one of the things that I'd seen on one of your social media uh, was the 
uh, headshot of your soon to be, I think, or maybe released already. I apologize. I'm, I, I should have double checked, uh, but an action figure, you've got an action yeah. figure that, that they're working, that they were working on. Uh, mm -hmm. what's, what's it like to get that picture at first and see that you're, you're going to be a, you're going to be like a toy your kids can play with now. I mean, it's dope. You know I mean? This is something that, you know, is, is self-funded and self-done. Uh, because I, again, the whole spirit of Shane Taylor promotions, I'm not going to wait for anybody to say, oh, okay, now we believe that, you know, it, it, it behooves us to give you an action figure. Like, no, like I'll go make my own. We'll sell those and we'll just keep the money to ourselves. Right. So, um, that's, that's what, that's what we did. And they came out great. I do have them. Uh, I, I'm gonna open open them up for sale as soon as we get back from from um, uh, Philadelphia. It's just been a crazy week, especially with getting my daughter geared up for her first day of first grade. It's just been crazy, crazy nuts. Um, but those will be up for sale next next week, uh, as as long as well as the Shane Taylor Promotions hats and track jackets as well. So. Um, and, and again, all of those things are just funded by myself because again, I'm not waiting for anybody to tell me or tell my guys what we can and can't have, right? Our fans want merch from us, so we'll give them what they want f from us, regardless of whoever does or doesn't like it. Excellent. I, I truly wish that other wrestlers had that same philosophy. Um, it, down here in Florida, there is a boatload of of talent we some would even say oversaturated with talent yeah uh and and sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get people to really want to merchandise and you know it's not just a, about making money it's about hey sometimes you've got fans who want to support you directly and right. to you know go hey, i don't know what to tell you it's not not acceptable i mean right Give the people something that they can buy and go, yes, I'm helping my favorite wrestler out. Not just, well, I, I applauded. Hopefully they get booked again. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I tell guys like, and that, and that was one thing that took so long to get the hats and stuff out because, you know, we, we, we are for the people and especially with COVID and, and things being mm -hmm. tough, like, um, I wanted to put out things that didn't really cost that much. You know what I mean? That weren't right. too expensive, that weren't going to break the bank. Um, and with this stuff, they're kind of a, expensive, but we also have T-shirts. We also have masks and 8 by 10s and all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so we have every uh, e every budget, you know, is SDP is, you know, budget friendly for, for whatever your situation may be. So, because just like you you said, not everybody can get you know an ag an action figure, or a hat, or a jacket, but they can get you know a five dollar mask or a ten dollar mm -hmm. mask or eight by ten. You know what I mean? So, as giving them something that they can hold on to that's theirs that they know, hey, I I I made my support known, and these are my guys. These are my you know this this is who I rock with. Uh, is very important, and that's and and we take so much pride in uh, not only giving our fans something that they can hold on to, but going out there and performing every single night for them as many times as possible, full tilt. You know what I mean? Because that's what they expect from us. Absolutely, and I think it's a I think it's a dual relationship back and forth because you know, like you said, say it's a track jacket, say it's a hat, say it's a t shirt. Right. That's 
not only a are they obviously supporting you directly, but also hey, they're walking at a wrestling show. They got that track jacket on. It's looking good, mm-hmm. and somebody comes up and goes, "Oh my god, I love that jacket." Oh well, actually, it's from Shane Taylor Productions. And if you heard, oh my god, yeah, no, no, and now they're helping to spread the word about you. So it, it's Absolutely. beneficial on all fronts. But I feel there's for a lot of wrestlers, there's an inherent I don't know lack of confidence or something like that, where they just don't, they feel weird to put themselves out there and, and, and I don't know, sell themselves, I guess. And so fear. they try to fear. push that. It's, it's fear, man. You know what I mean? Like you True. are going to be, you know, a lot of it's a money thing because they're, they're, they're expensive to get done. You know what I mean? So you have to be in a, in a position to be able to do that, but that just means you got to hustle to be able to get to that spot. Right. So um, it's, it, it all just comes down to, belief man you know what i mean like i i got all of these things made because i believe you know what i mean like they'll sell and they have been i haven't even put them up for sale yet really and there's already people like yo just reserve one for me like i was like all right cool you know what i mean so like um it's 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 so important man to just be able to understand that especially in today's world with social media and the ability to uh, just own and, and create your own brand. Like you don't have to go searching for a spot. You can make your spot right there and bring people to you. And when you do that, you then have the upper hand for different types of negotiations that you get into because they're coming to you, not the other way around. Um, and, 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 and some people get that sooner than others. Some people get it later. But the goal is just to make sure everybody gets it at some point. So my final merch question, uh, what <laughs> is the like five-year plan dream scenario? Money's no object. What's the ultimate piece of like Shane Taylor production merch that you would love to have made someday? Promotions. Um, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. <laughs> good. It's uh, a great question. You know what I would love to get done? is like halloween costumes you know how people could dress oh, that'd up be amazing like with those cheap ass masks that you could barely see out of but get like shane taylor promotions custom like halloween costumes and stuff like that like once you get once you start getting like costumes and lunch boxes and you know underwear and, and stuff like, like like once you get to that level you know it's you're 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 pretty successful so that would be the goal Maybe get Shane Taylor promotions on a Wheaties box or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, 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 something like that. We start we start laying the groundwork down. I want the uh, the STP like Castle Grayskull playset to <laughs> all the action figure. Like that's Same. that's when we start uh, putting the work. Same. Now interesting that we're talking about toys and action figures and stuff like that. You have you have kids. Uh, sounds like one of your kids is about my one of my kids' age because you said you had a first grader and so do I. Um, I'm interested. I've always, I like checking with double checking with parents on this one. When you play games with your kids, video games, card games, board games, fill in the blank here, whichever it is. Do you ever let your kids win? No, they get their ass no. busted every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Listen, so happy. He said listen, that. Listen, like they need to uh, understand. And my daughters on un- understand the world is not social media, right? The world doesn't give a damn about, about your feelings like at all. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not, you're going to have to earn everything. It's going to be unfair. You're going to be against the odds. It That's simply what it is. 
So you've got to prepare yourself now, take these losses now so that you learn how to pick yourself up and you learn how to move forward from a loss, right? So many people in this world are so protected that when they finally do fall or they finally do lose, they have no idea how to pick themselves up or even think that they can. So as long as you're hitting that ground early, you learn how to pick yourself up and dust yourself off, move forward and, and, and continue to go. Uh, the funny thing is, though, my daughter is extremely good at these games. Like mm-hmm. she like we play Skipbo all the time. Basically, if you don't know what that is, it's like Uno on steroids. Right. And mm-hmm. she crushes it every time. Like she's competition. You know what I mean? Like uh, Candyland competition. Uh, uh, her, her weakness right now is Connect Four. You know what I mean? But she's. Every day, it's like, hey, can we play? Like, she wants to get better. So uh, she, she she absolutely despises losing. Like, and for to me, that's one of the greatest things about her personality is she hates it. She doesn't like to lose. But when she does, she takes it on on the chin and she's right back at it trying to win. So as long as she continues to hold on to that, she'll be able to do whatever she wants. For my 11-year-old right now, it's uh, Super Smash Brothers. She's got. Uh-huh, I've, yeah. I've told her if you if you're gonna beat me in Super Smash Brothers or any of those other games, you beat me fair and square. Celebrate that win because you know you got one over on me. So, hey, and she absolutely. She's gotten to the point now when we're playing. Uh, what's the uh, Zach? What's the the DC fighting game? Uh, Injustice. Injustice. Um, mm. There's there's we're at the point now where she's gotten so good at Harley Quinn, I can almost not beat her with Harley Quinn, and she she put in her put in her time to make sure, and she kicks my ass now. <laughs> So, and, um, and, and, and once you're there celebrate you earn that yeah. you know what i'm saying you got hey you get to stand on that you know uh yeah Electric. she 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 lets me know every time she wins a skip bow which only gets me more fired up to be there because i'm like all right. right all right keep keep because i'm a trash talker by nature you know what i'm saying yeah. so i was like all right you know what i'm saying don't 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 cross the 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 father daughter line into real trash talk because you don't want to. <laughs> so I know Chad's got a follow up question, but I want to ask yeah. first what game has been played in the Taylor household one time and that was it? Like, what game got played and then we we're like, oh, whoever won was like, guess what? We're never playing this again. Oh, that's a good question. You know what? Like, Monopoly, bro. Like, <laughs> Because it's just so long. Like, you ever sit, like, a game of Monopoly is an all-day thing, right? And I remember sitting down trying to play it, and I have no idea why I thought it was faster when I was younger. But now that I've gotten older, like, I was sitting there, I'm like, yo, I got stuff to do. Like, I can't sit here and play <laughs> Monopoly for seven hours. Like, what is going on? Um, so I, so I, I think we played that, like, once, and I was like, never again. Like, <laughs> never again. Uh, there was actually a video I saw the other day that there is like mathematically, you know, a, a not uncommon chance that if you happen to play Monopoly the right way, it can go on forever. Like if you're right. playing like one on one, both players can technically earn enough money to just never truly be in trouble and the game can just go on indefinitely. And I was like, a game shouldn't be able to do that. There should right. be some like, kind like- of emergency exit. Like, bro, like, like, like you're both like monopolies at that point, like shut it down. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this, it's a tie. You're, you're both rich. Let's just go home. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's wild. 
My my mother-in-law, we played once. My mother-in-law still to this day calls me a slumlord monopoly because of how bad I was beating Wonderful. everybody. Thanks, Mom. Got, she got so pissed. She got so pissed. She's like, she oh, it got it got it got mean for a little bit there. Um well okay, so, so here's my gotta pay up, bro. You land on boss right. and pay up. That's right. You land you land on my blues and you, you land on my blues and my oranges. Sorry, you're gonna pay me. Um Absolutely. so uh, because we were talking a little bit about uh, video games there, you're absolutely right, Zach. I do have a follow-up. It is a segment that we love to call, Who's Your Main? Uh, so I'm going to list off a few uh, different games here. Tell me who the character you like to play the most is when you play them. Uh, mm. Super, And I'll start with Super Smash Brothers, because that's the one, obviously, we were talking about first. Link. Link? Okay. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Now, just, just regular Link? or Because I know there's like Link, Toon Link, Young Link, you know, Upside Down Link, freaking right. 8 million Links. I, I didn't know there was all I played the oh, regular one. Just, okay. I didn't even know there was all, all those. Oh, it's, hey, that's called oh, focus. That's regular, called focus. Regular green tunic link. <laughs> <laughs> uh Street Fighter. Ooh. Uh Bison. Nice. Excellent okay. Choice. Excellent choice. Mm. Uh Mortal Mortal Kombat. Raiden. Raiden, okay. okay. Uh, and last, last one I have on my list here, uh, when you're playing like one of the 2k wrestling games, who's your, obviously your, uh, you probably make yourself if you're like a, if you're like, like create a, a wrestler, yeah, create a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're playing one of the regular characters, who are you playing? I haven't even bought one of those games in years. And I, I know I, you know, it's like blasphemy. No, you're not missing much. I promise. But so. because, because my guys were in the game, I bought it recently. And I play as either Eric or Keith Lee, like every time. So, okay. um, because it, it's just dope as hell to see them in that game. And actually, but yeah, very interesting. We talked about the beginning the first time I got to see you live in person. I actually had to go out to San Antonio about five years ago for a work event. Uh, and um, one of the things I did as soon as I landed in San Antonio is like, I got to find me a wrestling show. There's just no two ways around it. And the show, and I don't know if you, I doubt you'll remember the show at all, but it was outdoors. It was uh, to raise money for a kid's football team in San Antonio. And mm-hmm. the main event was you and Keith Lee versus Ray and um, somebody. I'm trying to remember who Ray's partner was. Um, Eric, but, or, or no, um, uh, Ivar. Uh, oh, my. Hanson. Hanson. No, it was, not, it was not Hanson in this instance, actually. No? That was surprising. It was... Uh, uh, what's the name of the guy who runs Wildcat Sports? Why am that's I have him in my Luke head Hawks. for some reason. Luke Hawks. It was Hawks. There we go. It was okay. it was Rowan okay. Hawks. And you got and I remember the rest of the card was all right. It wasn't bad. I'm sure you got like, you know, indie guys that were willing to work the show for, you know, not too much so that you could could raise more money. But the four of you blew the doors off the place for like okay. Nobody, and it was absolutely amazing. And I remember, and you hadn't gotten signed anywhere yet. Keith hadn't gotten signed anywhere. Yet. I think Roe might have been was with Ring of Honor at the time, right, and then right. Luke Hawks and Luke Hawks is running Wildcat Sports. Um, right. But yeah, no, you guys. And I remember after that match, I went, "If every single one of these guys don't end up somewhere soon, there's something wrong with this world." Thank God you all did, um, oh, because yeah. and, that and, was- and, and and big shout out to to Luke Hawks too for uh, heels just premiered. I want to say the other day, maybe on stars. Yeah, it is on stars. Yeah. And the reviews are great and shout out to him, man. He's, he's been busting his ass and grinding, doing these movies and stunts and all this stuff and putting his whole team on bro. Like shout out to him for just being a 
hell of a hard worker, man. Just I just wanted to put that out there and shout out and congratulations to everybody involved with with the show because it looks like they're gonna have a hit on their hands. That's dope. Definitely. So speaking uh, of uh, a movie channel, I knew you were gonna stars. go there. Go for it. <laughs> uh, in part of our research, we the 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 people the the dozens and dozens listening to the Indycast must know why mm. should they immediately go and watch the Last Dragon. The Last Dragon, right, is about the power of belief in oneself, discipline, you know what I mean, to be someone who is a little bit different, you know, who who's practicing karate and kung fu in, 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 in Harlem, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. to be up against an adversary, be up against a bully, be up against all sort of odds, and to be able to have that belief in oneself and overcome those odds at the end of the day and get the girl. I mean, what's not to love about that story? You know what I mean? You've got compelling characters, an incredible villain in Show Nuff, um, and it's just a timeless classic. And yes, we all understand what it is, but it's supposed to be satire, right? It's supposed to be bad, right? But it's so bad, it's good. It's so bad that it's endearing, and it's one of the, like, to me, The Last Dragon, culturally for us, is how I see The Big Lebowski for other people, right? Okay. It's just something that's just like, we all know it's bad, but that's the charm of it. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's our bad movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know that The Last Dragon inspired a whole generation of martial artists to even go out there and, and try it and attempt it. And as far as I knew, anybody that even threw a kick growing up was called Bruce Leroy. Like, everybody. So <laughs> it's just one of those things that's just so a part of the culture that you just can't get rid of it. At least I can't. Other people could, and I was so disappointed. Now, let me ask you this one. I'll follow up Last Dragon. from. I'll go from movies to TV. If you uh, if you had your druthers, who would you cast in a live-action SWAT Cats show? Live-action SWAT Cats? Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned SWAT Cats mm-hmm. a while back yeah, on yeah, your, yeah. Uh, yeah, on yeah, your yeah. social media. Ooh, hold on. Hold on now. Hold on. Let me think. <laughs> let me think. I feel like maybe Jack Black as the bigger cat. Yes, excellent. I'm already sold already. (laughs) Okay. Then let me think of who would the smaller one be. Damn. Let me think of somebody. Ah, Struggling with that one because there's a couple because you got you still got to have charisma to be the the smaller cat, too. Right. Uh, Because because the smaller cat was kind of out there. Damn. As as a placeholder right now, I'm gonna say David Spade. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love I'm, this. I'm not sold. You know what? Maybe, maybe Owen Wilson. Okay, there we go. Maybe, maybe Owen Wilson. A little more action re- action related there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. Jack Excellent. Black, Owen Wilson, new SWAT cats. Let's make it happen. There you go. That's, that's money. That's what that is. Uh, okay, uh, Zach, what do you think? I think I might need to ask the uh, Trevin Adams memorial question, even though one Mr. Adams is not dead. What do you think? Yes, I think that sounds like a great uh, uh, Excellent, sir. So, uh, Shane, it is, uh, so here's the overall question that we have here. It is late at night. 
you've probably just finished the show. You're you're doing the drives, as Uncle Bob Evans likes to say. Uh, right. And you discover that you've got a little bit of a rumble in your tumbly. You're hungry right now. You come right. over a hill and you see a shining beacon of food wonderfulness in front of you. Is that shining beacon a Sheets or a Wawa? It's Sheets. Ooh. Of course it is. And why would that be? Tell, tell Zach why he's wrong on it. Come on. <laughs> Listen, Wawa is cool, but I feel like they're co- they fall into the same category as like maybe a Cheesecake Factory, right? They have so many things. But none of them are excellent. They're all kind of just like okay, <laughs> oh. right? But that's that's not saying they're bad. It's just like they're just like eh, okay. But like sheets, the stuff that they have, I think tastes better because they don't have as many options, right? So the stuff that they have, I feel like they take more time with, so it tastes better in my opinion. Um, but and I know cats are gonna be like, what were you talking about? Like, there's more Wawa's that we go to. Because right. there, there, there's just more around where we're at. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, I, I feel like Sheets wins. Sheets, Sheets gets the nod. And by the way, Zach Romero, I would like to point out to you, this is two interviews in a row now that Sheets has been obviously the one and only correct answer. Um, so I, I uh, would like to inform you, Chad. I think your duties as uh, booking guests is coming to an end. I think. <laughs> I <know. laughs> uh, Zach Romero, I will hand off to you for the final two Thank questions. You. So. We've talked a lot about the building blocks of wrestling and, and yeah. coming up in wrestling and where we're hoping wrestling can go. Mm-hmm. However, in this incredible performance art that we're all talking about here, we do lose talent early. So first question here, which performer that is no longer alive, wrestler, manager, whomever, would you like to have worked with most and why? Ooh. That's a great question. Hold on, I I I really got to think about that. Because now I'm thinking like who is and and who isn't isn't here. You know what That's I mean? It's true. That that is right. sort of the battle. Is well, wait a minute. Who's, I who's that, that, that I thought weren't here that are? And I'm like, oh wait, no, can't count him because he's and I I don't want to wish that on anybody, right? So right. Um, is Vader still with us? No, Vader is passed. Vader's okay. Then it, then the answer is probably Vader, which is an excellent uh, answer, by the way. Because I mean, bro, just watching—he's one of the guys that inspired me as a bigger guy who who was you know who never had like a, like a six pack or anything, but could just beat the hell out of people. Like to me, that is what was like, yo, that's that I can do right to just stand there, throw hands, and go, look, man, somebody's dropping. It, it's either going to be me or it's you but somebody's dropping and man he just carried that intensity his matches in japan were just brutal you know what i mean and that just you knew when he came out you heard that it's time you were just like goosebumps it was like oh man somebody about to get messed up out of here you know what i mean so uh i think standing there going toe-to-toe with him um in that setting you know, whether it be in Japan or wherever else would have just been right up my alley, you know, and we it would have been physical. It would have been hard hitting. We both would have been sore as hell the next day, but it would have been one hell of a fight. Definitely. I'll be honest. If you could give me like a two hour like mega mix of Vader on WCW Saturday night, just like 
destroying through jo- mm-hmm. like him and Harley race just to like destroying like jobber after jobber. I would sit down and watch that whole damn video like twice. All, that double day, day. love that. So all day every day. Well, so, we we Chad, we've talked about it before. The the entire buildup for uh, that one Starcade is Vader's going to murder Ric Flair. Like Ric right. Flair's going to die because he's fighting Vader. There's no other wrestlers that you could build that as a story. Like, right. it's not drama. Like, well, who's going to win the championship? It was like, D- Rick, say goodbye to your children because they're not <laughs> seeing you tonight. Like, that's it, crazy. The only other person that could make that work would be Bruiser Brody. That's it. Yeah. That's you got Vader true. and Brody. That's it. Everybody else, you're just getting your ass whooped. V- Vader and Brody, you might die. <laughs> you might die. Uh, so, final question here. We here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature has certain evolutionary traits that allow it the ability to survive. So, like, giraffes have long necks, rhinos have the big horns, et cetera, right. et cetera. Our belief is that human beings, our evolutionary trait, is our ability to use tools. So, Shane Taylor, <laughs> if you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? Oh, I see. Y'all ready to get the PETA crowd all pissed off. All right. Um, <laughs> they haven't got two pistons, and we've been asking that question for eight years now. They haven't come out of three. We've been safe thus far. Right. If I had to fight an animal. You have to. You have to. It's you or the animal. See, it, it's so limited, right? Because I'm like, there's a lot of situations that I wouldn't be in. Right. Right. Like, I definitely I'm definitely never gonna have a have to fight a shark. Right. Like I'm no. True. Like I'm never I'm never gonna be in the woods to fight a bear. I'm never gonna be in the jungle to fight a gorilla or a lion or a tiger. Like I'm not I'm never gonna be in those positions. Right. So it would have to be an animal that I would be like that would just come across me in my everyday life. Right. So Okay, okay. If I had like maybe an alligator. Okay. All right. Like, cause I, cause I feel like depending where you go in the South, you know, if like you could see an alligator, like crossing a golf course or maybe, or like in the city, mm-hmm. like that's possible. Um, so I would say an alligator and, and, and what, like, what tools are we talking about? Are you talking about like oh. handyman <laughs> tools or because technically guns are tools, you know what right. I mean? That's so, true. So we have had we have had everything just to give you an idea uh, from uh, like actual tools, people using like hammers and stuff like that. Uh, We have had weapons of all sorts, including uh, like uh, laser swords. People have gone completely fanciful with it. Um, I still think the the most devious answer we ever had was um sydney bacabella from chikara came out and said he would fight a kitten with a tack hammer because he always puts himself over to win so like the ranges are wide open to you here so probably an alligator and if i had to pick a weapon uh probably an ak-47 very reliable that doesn't jam very reliable you could count on it to do what it's got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, pretty safe bet. Pretty safe you're good. bet. You're going from Gator to Gator Nuggets in, in no time flat. I'm, so. Listen, man, I'm I'm not here to sit here and spar with this thing, bro. 
I need to get it up out of here. That's a great, that's a great uh, philosophy on that. So, well, Shane, uh, this is the uh, part of the episode where one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, tell people where they can uh, follow you on social media, buy your merchandise, etc., etc. The floor is yours. Appreciate that. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Shane216Taylor. Uh, all the links for the merch are in the bios of those social media platforms. So I just want to say thank you guys for supporting me in this crazy 14-year career so far. Uh, thank you for supporting STP, all the guys, Con Moses, O'Shea, Edwards, Ron Hunt. Uh, thank you for supporting Ring of Honor. Come check us out in Philly this weekend at the 2300 Glory by Honor. Um, and continue to support the best wrestling on the planet and, and the baddest faction in the game. Absolutely. Well, excellent. Well, Shane, once again, we thank you for being on the show with us today. And as always, we thank all you wonderful wrestling nerds out there for listening to the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network uh, and the IndieCast. Uh, until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen. And I am Zach Romero. And until next time, everybody, we always say... Deuces. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners dude. professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Love dick. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.